0: hello and welcome to the draft talk podcast brought to you by 99 yards here on the draft talk podcast we bring you everything you could possibly want for this year's nfl draft your interviews your mock draft scouting reports and our legendary top fives and believe it or not it's finally time to kick off our top five series again i'm your host brian and i'm delighted to say we've got our tip top trio of scouts all joining us today oh i'm and Stu. how are you doing guys
1: yeah, all uh, all good. It's finally here that you know we're in the home stretch now because we're getting onto top five and positional preview. So, uh, what we're a matter of days, really. You could count down days. We're at that point, aren't we? So, uh, yeah, this is this is good, and it'd be really good to see you uh, the variation here. That we've spoken a lot about this draft class and how it's up and down. This is a this is going to be really interesting as we head towards the draft now and see where we rank these players.
2: Yeah, as as we're recording, I think it's time to. Uh... Six weeks until the draft night now, so but very exciting times with a lot of stuff to cram in. Lots of twists and turns might happen between now and then as well. Still waiting on trades to happen that may we may expect to happen. Players going here and there. It's it's a bit of a crazy time and we love it. Yeah, all good, Brian. Um, Top fives mean yeah, we're getting
3: really close now. Can't wait to dig into some of these position groups and uh, see what the consensus is or or where we've got some differences. Should be good fun. That's optimistic thinking. We're going to have a consensus.
2: It'll be a little bit of consensus. <laughs> Maybe <a> we.
0: <laughs> Maybe a little, but yes, it is top five time. If you weren't part of the draft talk journey last year, this is uh, this is how it's going to work. Our wonderful scouts have watched the tape, looked at the measurables, the stats. They've done the works, and have each come up with their top five prospects for each position in this year's draft. We're going to go around the room, go for five, up to one. One being the top, the best. To see here is it is, we rate the highest in this year's draft class. Um, And this is our first top five of the year. Very exciting. There's going to be uh, loads of them. And wow, have we got a treat for you. We are kicking off our 2023 Draft Talk top five position series with the wide receivers. Love it. Gotta love them. Even if you've got a few good ones, it doesn't hurt to take a few more. Right, uh, let's get going. Oh, and I'll give you the honour of going first, who's your number five receiver for this year's draft
1: class? Okay, so uh, overall, I would say to start with that this is a very messy wide receiver class. So this could be really interesting uh, to see um, because I think the top of this class is ranked... Can We kind of know the players, but do we know where, where we're going to rank them? So at number five... Uh, I have gone for Tennessee uh, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. And I have to be honest, um, you're going to see him ranked a lot higher, maybe by a couple of, uh, by, by Stu and MJ, but you can see him ranked a lot higher by, by media as well. Um, personally, I'm not quite happy about having him in the top five at all. And I think if this was any other receiver class, he probably, well, I can tell you probably won't be. Um, so I'll just start. So Jalen Hyatt, Tennessee, won the Belinikoff Award last year or last season, sorry, uh, for the best receiver in college football. A, a huge, big-time athlete. He was one of those players that we were expecting a lot from at the combine. Um, kind of disappointed, even though he ran really quickly, which is just where we've got to the combine, as we spoke about in the in the review. Go and check that out if you if you haven't already. For obviously fantastic production, he's just all about speed, speed, and more speed. It's absolutely game-changing. He's one. On those players who, um, who just you can pin your hat on something. This is how he's going to win, but it is exclusively how he wins, and that's my problem with Jalen Hyatt is that he can only win with speed. He's very restricted in what he can do. Um, his production came in a very very simple offense at tennessee that it's um quite easy to to play in and all that space is is schemed open for him so you'll see you watch the film he's open all the time but but that space is, is schemed open for him and he just has the burners to to go out there and hit him so i don't see much um much creation from him in terms of creating stuff for himself um and say he struggles in those sh- kind of short distances he's a, a long speed runner he's a deep threat he really isn't going to win and do much in the in the short areas but say he really the the ha- the headline is is speed 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 field stretcher elite linear athleticism um he can he can do some stuff after the catch as well my problem with him is that i don't think he's much of a separator and anyone who's done top fives with us before knows that that's that's what i tend to go for the receiver position so number five for me Jalen hyatt from tennessee
3: okay um first bit of consensus snap oh, okay yeah Jalen hyatt number five um in uh, absolutely uh echo what you said uh, in short uh, it is as simple as Jalen go long yeah uh and that that is his game um as you say absolutely kind of phenomenal numbers i think um he got about 1200 yards this season 700 of those 1200 yards are on catches of 20 yards plus he, he is all about that uh, that deep threat um, and it is one dimensional, but I've put him in the top five because, quite simply, this this game's about touchdowns. How many touchdowns are you going to score? And if you can get him open a couple of times uh, a game, then he could walk off quite easily with a couple of touchdowns. You know, he might only make two or three catches, but they might be touchdowns. They might be 50, 60-yard touchdowns if you can scheme him open. So it is one dimensional. As I was looking through this, it was, uh, you know, I think a few weeks ago I started off a little bit higher on him, but going back and looking at it again, um, yeah, he came in as number five for me as well.
1: Stu doesn't have him, 100%. 100% don't
2: have him as five? Uh, At all. You're right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) however, However, number five for me, same college. Okay. Cedric Tillman right um and that probably is a bit of a surprise for some of you guys and and it surprised me actually that he was going to be ranked that highly for me but I find in in a group of receivers it's really difficult to separate out um Tillman's a little bit different from a lot of the guys this year he's he's that bigger type of guy he's at six foot three about 210 plus pounds um he's got really good ball control he's got good at the catch point he missed most of Last year with a limit with an ankle injury, but the year before, if you stick him on, he's a, look at. I think he's a very good outside receiver. Um, he he's got a really long stride length. He's not going to be the quickest off the mark, but once he gets going down that outside, he can churn through the yards very quickly. Um, he's got good hands. He's he's rock steady at the catch point as well. Um, I think in a in a wide receiver class, we kind of touched on the part. There's there's lots of number two receivers. There's lots of slot receivers. I'm not going to say Tillman's going to be a number one receiver either, but he's a different option from the other guys, and I just really like that blend of size, body control, and speed. and And you know that that's kind of receivers I've I've tended to to like in the past. So same college, different player.
1: He's very. Um consistent and reliable, I would say at the as, as a as a catcher. Um, I, I don't have his numbers here, but I would be surprised if he had many kind of drops on his on, on his box score. He's just kind of a solid reliable option. Um just looking there, he would have been number seven for me. So I guess not too far away the, the Yeah, we're not far I, I, I like away yet. I like him as well. It's not someone that's been completely forgotten.
3: Um, yeah absolutely I've got um after my five I've got a whole load of possible okay. sixes and sevens. Um, which tells you something about the draft class. I, I, what I like about him, in part, is just that he's different to a lot of these. I mean, looking down the list of receivers that I've looked at, so many of them are like 510 and £170, 510 £180. Pounds. You know, at least we've got a big-bodied receiver here. As you say, he is very reliable in the catch. His drop rate is, is very respectable indeed. Um, and he does present a completely different... Uh, type of receiver to a lot of the others that are are, are mocked to, to kind of go early, I think. Um, and it will be interesting because we, you know, not every team needs a 510, 170 pound receiver. So I think uh I think he'll actually do quite well. And I think it, you know, there will be a team that needs a receiver of that kind of size um and ability in the in the contested catch. So I think I think he'll do well. Um, and yeah, good, uh, good good, pick there, Steve.
0: There we go, Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt filling in our fifth slot there for the guys. Uh, MJ, uh, we'll go back to you. Who's your number four?
3: Okay, number four. Here's what, I, I don't know, maybe we'll start to get some, some sort of uh, discussion going here. So number four for me is Josh Downs. So Josh Downs from North Carolina. Um, he is in uh, the slot kind of 5, what was he, 5, 970, something like that. Um, and I really liked him when I when I started to look back. I think he is a, he's, he's a very good mover. He is also, though, he's a very good technician, I think, at the position. There is another slot receiver who the other guys might have, who has almost identical sort of numbers, who is more of an athlete, Whereas I think that Josh Downs is better uh, at the point of catch. I think he is um, a player who attacks the ball a bit more. I think he's a little bit more aggressive. Um, and I, I just think that he he's he's kind of tricky. He's I'm trying to look for his his numbers here that, that I had up. But um, where are we, jo- Josh Downs? Yeah, he he's. He got over a thousand yards, um, eleven touchdowns, and his when you looked at his uh, rating all the way through the field, the kind of passer rating if you're throwing to Josh Downs is consistently really, really good. He cut down on his drops this year. He had a problem going into the season with uh, with drops. He's absolutely cut that down, um, and I think he's got a, a great burst. There are a number of of clips of him dumping cornerbacks on the backside. Um, and I, yeah, there are, as I say, there are two guys who are around about this height and weight. Who, and I'll be interested to see whether you guys have got Josh Downs or whether you've got the other fella who may well get mentioned.
2: Yeah, so Josh Downs is a is a player. I think he's what you call, call a slippery player. Yeah. And that when he when he's got the ball in his hands is he's 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 difficult to get hold of. It, and when I mean that when when they get hold of him, he's not got the size to overpower people, he's not knocking people, but he's just difficult for, for people to get hands on when he has the ball because he's got that elusiveness to him. Um but he is a he is a small guy, and I think that he, he's not the strongest guy either. He's gonna be very much a, a slot receiver. Sorry, MG, we're zero for two on top fives because Josh Downs ain't in mine. (laughs) So we can tell you what we we have very different, different ideas on wide receivers. It's not that anyone's is better. We just have different, different opinions on people. But yeah, we're zero for two, mate.
1: (laughs) I don't have him either. He 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 was six, and when I said that I didn't really want Jalen Hyatt in it, he would have been the guy that that I would have put ahead. So he was at six, and it would say it's very, very close between him and, and Jalen Hyatt for that five spot. So I do completely understand where you've come from there, MJ. Uh, I, I, would, I think the best way to describe him is he's almost got a... Um, a skill set of a running back, but as a receiver, and that's not to give him his use, because he is a receiver and he's much better than that. But he's almost, you know, just the way the way that he runs, the way that he's elusive, and like you said, like he's slippery. Um, his change of direction is, is absolutely exceptional. You, you you'll you turn on the tape and it's just. You know, he, he's, there's a lot on there, but there's a lot of check downs. There's a lot of kind of options over to him because if you get the ball in his hands, he's going to make something happen. Uh, so I can completely understand. It. I think it, going deep as well because of his size, it might not be something that teams overly look to do, but but his ball tracking is really, really good. That's something that really stood out to me. Uh, and now he's cut down on those drops. That's that's really going to help. So yeah, he's an absolute. He's a dynamic weapon. More than he's more than a receiver. He can he can do a bit of everything for you. Good stuff. Um, Alain, let's see who your number four is, please. Yeah, so uh, copy and paste what I just said about Josh Downs, because my number four is <laughs> Zay Flowers from Boston College, and I think you can apply basically everything that we've just said about Josh Downs over to, over to Zay Flowers. Um very similar in size to, to Josh Downs. So there's about what was an inch between them, about five or six pounds. So not a lot. So they are, this is the kind of the, the smaller, shiftier, craftier receiver, um, great athlete. Uh, and what I, what I would say that epitomises Zay Flowers more, he plays everything at 100 miles an hour. And not just in speed, but in change of direction, in thought, he's just absolutely electric he's a big play waiting to happen say super explosive got great juice and burst his acceleration after the catch is great as well it's just he's he is a pure separator vision's great as well when you get the ball in his hands. I just think he has a bit of everything for that smaller slot receiver that you want. Um, you know, breaks tackles, great contact balance. He's got he's got I think he has more strength than than Josh Downs, which maybe which is why what puts him ahead. But I think he's someone who who will set the tone for a receiver, uh, receiver group that you put him in there and all of a sudden everyone else has to elevate because he plays the game so quickly uh, and you get so much out of it. It's just so twitchy that I, I think I think he should be would be a great addition. um he does have some drops on tape, and I think that was more concentration rather than anything else. He's already thinking ahead because he's so sharp that he's already thinking what can I do when I get the get the ball in, go, get the ball in my hands And you know I think he maybe could control his pace a little better at times because he is so explosive, but his skill set is is absolutely there, and he will be extremely productive uh, probably out of the slot, but he could play on the outside if you wanted him to just get the ball in his hands however you however you can.
2: Yeah, and I think for me um, that that but you've just mentioned at the very end there about he can play on the outside if he if he has to he's done that a little bit as well. Um, I think he is someone who when he sees the open field he's got really good awareness of what's around him and what angles to take as well, not just straight line. I'm just going straight for the the end zone. You know, if, if there's an if there's another way to get there with cutting off angles of DBs, um. His change of direction is really very good as well. He he can has that stop stop on the dime and go somewhere else very very quickly. Um, I think he is an explosive, dynamic player, and I would love to have him on the team. I'm even higher than him, the new RO, and I've got him as number three.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to get into who is my number three, but if you go and look at my big board that came out, they are number four. Who is A Flowers and whoever's my number three are right next to each other. So there's one just one space ahead. So it's very I found it very difficult to split the two of them.
3: Yeah. So, so um, and and this this may well sound odd, but when I was putting my five together, I didn't want five that were very very similar players. Yeah. So I think when I was when I was thinking about four, it was either Josh Downs or Zay Flowers. It was it was I, w- I wanted to get Jalen Hyatt in there because he was a different sort of player. I will, uh, this is like the, the, the first of these things, I will die on the Josh Downs over Zay Flowers hill.
2: We won't lynch you for that one, it's all right.
3: <laughs> but it, it is amazing how they, they're very, very similar. And I do wonder how linked their careers might be because they are very similar, similar sorts of players. I, I think the, the one thing I would say about Zay Flowers, is, I mean, he absolutely carried that Boston College mm. offence. Um, And you're right. I mean, he was asked to play on the outside 66 percent of his uh, snaps, whereas, you know, you you see him more translating into, you know, more of his snaps are going to be in the slot. Definitely. Um, I think he's possibly more reliant on the timing of the routes. You know, there are a number of routes where if the timing is absolutely spot on and he had to deal with some dodgy quarterback play um, last year as well. If the timing of those routes is spot on, then yeah, he 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 is gone. I think you have to put the ball on him a bit more than um, Josh Downs. Uh, but there's no doubt that he's very, very dynamic as a player um, and probably a, a tad better athlete, just about. Um, but I put him, yeah, in the athlete category a little bit more than than technician. And I think he's got, as you say, the, there, are, there are a few drops, as you say, the, probably concentration drops, pro- probably the, um, hang on a minute, you know, if I catch this, I've just got to get past that player and then I'm like 30 yards down the field and I'm away. Um, so great player, but yeah, haven't uh, haven't got him in my five. And, and I'll be interested to see how the Josh Dans versus Zay Flowers debate uh, goes after the draft.
2: Oh yeah, Good. so I think I've still got number four to go. Yeah, have indeed, got you. Him to Yeah, just so my number four, and I might be a bit lower than you guys. I, I obviously am because I think he's going to be in your top three is Quentin Johnson. Um, he's my number four wide receiver. Um, I, I, he's a lot, a lot of hype. A lot of people have him as the number one wide receiver, um, and I like him. It's not saying I don't like Quentin Johnson. I'm just not sold on Quentin Johnson being that a one top guy to be picked in the draft. I mean, he's got great size. He's what six six four. He's that round about that two ten two fifteen size. Huge catch radius. I mean, he can come down with the ball very easily. I just don't think he's as polished as some of the other guys. I think that his, his route running is a bit loose. I don't think he has that kind of tight, sharp kind of turns that, that he maybe needs to. Um, he's, he's strong and he's physical, but I sometimes think he doesn't use that as, as well as he could at times against other people as well. And sometimes he does. He seems to go. I mean, I don't know whether that's just the TCU offense, but he's not there for the whole game. He doesn't seem to dominate and take over a game like you would maybe want or expect him to do. So, um, I still think he's a very good wide receiver, and he's going to do very well at the NFL level immediately, just because of that size and that ability to get the ball. Teams are going to feed him it, when they when they need an out, um, but he was he was my fourth guy. There's just a few players I like a bit more than Quentin Johnson.
1: Yeah, I might piggyback off of this just because it it makes sense that Quentin Johnson is my number three. So I was saying that I have Quentin Johnson ranked literally one place ahead of Zay Flowers on on a big board. So I, I I see them quite similarly. What what gave Quentin Johnson the edge, for me, um, it's just because he is he is is very different to everything else that's on the table yeah. here at the receiver position. So, um, kind of if if you can hit on Quentin Johnson, the upside of that. Probably is bigger than the upside of Zay Flowers just because um, of, of what he can do because of his size. Say he's just an absolute monster, isn't he? What, 6'4, 210 pounds or so, uh, elite height, length. Uh, extremely physical as well. They able to beat press because of that physical profile. Um, that length gives him a, a ridiculous catch radius. You know, he comes down with the ball extremely well, uh, but he's more than a contested catch guy. You know, he's, uh, he is a, a kind of a contested sa- uh, catch specialist, but he can also create and he can separate Ah, uh, his strength just gives him gives him a lot of leverage. I think in terms of beating the press and then go going up and catching the ball. Uh, and I think he has probably underrated explosive enough and speed for for that size. You'd expect him to be a bit slower, and and he's not. Um, my problem with Quentin Johnston why he's he's I would say uh, I am I am think I am I do tend to be a bit lower on him than even though he's number three on big board, he's way down. You know, some people have him ranked as a top twenty player. Um, you know, he's early thirties. Hit between him and Zay Flowers. I just think his, his route tree needs needs to become a lot more uh, diverse and refined. Uh, he's taking catches a lot of you know, his usage, just been a little bit sporadic. A couple of years ago, he was catching passes out the backfield, and you can of think, what the hell's going on here? Um, but he, he can create after the catch. Uh, he's not elusive because of because of that size. You're not expecting going to expect him to be, but um, he isn't polished. He's going to need a lot of work and. So people are going to say that he can be a wide receiver one for some. I'm not sure I would trust him to be that on day one entering the league. I would quite like him to to be in a room and then potentially move off onto him at some point over the next couple of years. But if you can get the best out of Quentin Johnson, there's absolutely no question that you're going to have a, a great outside wide receiver.
3: So yeah, just to just to round it off on, on Quentin Johnson, I've I've got him at two, which shows that we've we've got him in three three different spots there, and and part of it is is because he's a complete unicorn in terms of this this draft. You know, he should be in a, in this draft class of receivers, he should be absolutely like slam dunking this as I am wide receiver one, and yet all of those questions that you've mentioned apply. You know, he's he's the size that he is, and yet he did not dominate for that TCU offence and you you wonder looking at his stats you know if TCU hadn't had such a good year would we be talking about Quentin Johnson as much off the back of those stats I think you're right uh, you know he does tend to go missing now whether that's because he ended up being a bit of a decoy on that on that offence you know you're you're gonna put guys on him you you know you're gonna double up there aren't you but um Five games, he was less than fifty yards. Nine games, he was seven or fewer targets. Um, and certainly against, was it? Well, in the the championship game against Georgia, I mean, I think it was uh, Kelly Ringo was was on him, and he's you know he shut him down completely there. Um, so it should all be there: the the um, the athleticism, you know, just that that height, weight, frame combination should make him somebody who is towering over over cornerbacks and a real mismatch and a red zone weapon so he should translate into the NFL but there are just there are just some question marks about him but you know in in this particular draft class because he is completely different to the rest that's why I'd got him up at number 2
0: There we go. So you go to number two. Um,
3: MJ, keeping, tra- keeping track there, Brian. And- <laughs> I've got
0: a little color code <laughs>
3: system. I've totally
2: Keep- lost some. i <laughs> <about>, so.
0: have <laughs> got red and yellow. Maybe I need like an amber as well. Anyway, um, MJ, while you're you kind of still there, give
3: us your give us your number three. Yeah. We've not had- yeah. Okay, so so number three is is Jordan Addison from USC. Um, so. So back to a another guy where it, it's about his his route running ability he's, he's another um technician i think the the comp here because i've been looking through some of the stats um is is around that kind of devonta smith sort of um height well the frame anyway um and his forty time was roughly the same as devonta smith and I'm, i was concerned when devonta smith came out about whether he would have the ability to uh, move to the NFL and um, just stand up to the the, the kind of more um, rugged week in week out, um, you know defenses that he'd come up against, and obviously that that has worked. Um, I, I really I do really like Jordan Addison. I think that he obviously went from Pittsburgh to USC, um, and he ended up playing more on the outside at USC, whereas for Pittsburgh he was definitely a slot receiver. Um, and you know him and Kenny Pickett uh, matched up for 1,600 yards and 17 touchdowns that season. And his stats were a bit down when he went to U- USC, but he's playing in playing in a different role. So I think uh, I think a team will look at him. And again, he is somebody who should probably be seeing most of his most of his time in the slot. But he's got great separation through his through the route running. He understands the position, um, and I think he will be really good in that spot.
2: Um but yeah I've got got him coming in at number three. I could see the steam coming out of Owen's ears there. <laughs> at three. But yeah, um I'm gonna have a bit less steam coming out of his ears because I've got Jordan adson as my number two. Um yeah, uh for MG. I think the I think I know why wine is probably gonna have him higher than that, but we'll leave it to that. Is the is the separation issue. Um as is an, is an issue. For defensive backs, not for Jordan Addison, because Jordan Addison is someone who separates consistently well. He, he works really well also kind of at, at the release and at the top of his rights and deceiving defensive backs, moving shiftly so that they are kind of off the centre of where he's going. Um, he, he's he got decent enough hands. Um, he has had some drops at Pittsburgh, but that doesn't seem so bad since he's been at USC. Um, he's played... You know, people have him marked as a slot receiver, but I think he's he's good enough to play on the outside. I think he's got the uh, the ability to use that route running to separate well enough to make up for whatever lack of size. And he, and he does lack size. He came in really small at the combine. Um, it was one one seventy three, I think he was, and um, which is which is light. But I think he's. Got enough route running ability, ball skills, run after the catch, twitchy agility, that I think he can make up. With, like Devontae Smith has done. I don't think they're the same player, but they've they've got that same frame. They've they've used their their knives and their ability to overcome that at the next level. And I think Jordan Addison could do exactly the same.
1: Yeah, I might as well touch on. Yeah, he is he is my number one. Jordan Addison is is my number one. I, I I really 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 do like him. Um, Yes, the size and the stature isn't ideal. I, I do think he plays much bigger than his size, though. I don't think it's a huge factor when he's actually on the field. Uh, yes, he he does work best over the you know, if you ideal role, he does work best over the middle because he, that's where he can create that kind of elite separation ability that he has. Um, yeah, he can, but he, he can work well on the outside, um, just because you know he is a bit shorter, maybe. He doesn't have that huge contested catch ability that Quentin Johnston has. And he did have um, 10 drops in his two seasons at Pittsburgh. I'm not sure what his stats were at USC, but, you know, they, that, that was a little bit of a factor there. But he's just a player who's open all of the time. And, you know, despite not having that ideal size profile, he's got good length. So he isn't kind of his arm length is good. He does have a, a really nice catch radius. Um it's, it's just an ex- extremely twitchy we we thought he might have been a better tester than he was but I'm not overly concerned by it because he's just open all the time on the field you know it's because you you, you ran slightly slower than we thought the combine I'm not hugely you know he's fallen maybe a little bit because you kind of go well that wasn't expected but but he's just so good when he's on the field um footwork as well you know he's got that kind of Quick footwork, which allows him to gain extra yards, and he can make a defender miss because of how twitchy he is. He's kind of got all those nuances in his route running. Uh, slippery, can evade tackles as well when someone does get near, near him. Sticky hands can pull the ball away from anywhere because of that length. Uh, I think he could even kick. Um, he couldn't kick. He could return kicks for you if you if you wanted him to. Uh, I really like Jordan Addison. That's why he's he's my number one. And uh, yeah, I, I've been on him since the summer. I, I just don't. See him not being able to succeed in the NFL because yes, you put him on the outside, but you just—if it's not working—you can just manipulate it and get, get him in the slot and get him over the middle. So I I just don't see a way where he isn't a success.
0: Lovely stuff. You've gone with one. Who's uh, we're missing your number two then, Owen? Who? Uh,
2: you might yeah, to so.
1: guess who it is. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe they should go with they if they have him at number one.
2: Yeah, gen- so I mean, thank you. yeah, that is <laughs> that is a gentlemanly thing to do. It won't last. Um yeah, so for me, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um is wide receiver one and I don't really care that he didn't play that much in twenty twenty two. Um twenty twenty one, big ten receiving record. He's uh, he is just smooth as silk. He is a really smooth football player. Everything he does has a bit of polish to it. He's really refined. He's a, He has great awareness around him. Um, he's got hand skills, ball skills, focusing at the catch point. He doesn't drop anything. He's got great vision around him once he's made that catch. He is a route runner savant. He's a separator. He doesn't have that elite-level athleticism that some of these other guys do. Um, but his technique is that good that he doesn't have to. Um, he doesn't have to out-athlete people. Um, I can see him being, and it's not a player comparison in any way, shape or form, the type of guy who ends up getting Justin Jefferson volume um, as a receiver at the next level if he's in the right situation. He's just so reliable. He's open all the time. He's got great body control. Um, I could just see him producing 1,000-yard season upon 1,000-yard season, injury permitting. Um, we don't know how quick he is because he hasn't done his 40-yard dashing, to be honest. I don't care that much. Um, I think he will... Whether he's going to be the first receiver off the board, I don't know. Um, it depends on what teams are looking for and what they already have. But for me, I think he it, it is a receiver who is going to do really well. And when when he was in a wide receiver room with... Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and they both said he was the best receiver in that room at that time. And we've seen how well they've done at the NFL level. I, I can see him being a big success. Um, yep,
3: so he's he's my wide receiver one as well. Um, it is a little bit of a leap of faith because we don't have any, we don't really have any tape from, from last year because he was injured. It's just a couple of games, but the 2021 stuff as you said the stats were magnificent given the company he was in um i think what tipped it for me in the end was was actually seeing him back out at the combine um and seeing him you know do some of those catching drills and and it was just incredibly smooth i mean he makes catching that ball look look easy um and he's a great mover he he did show that he has got um that he has got some good athleticism i mean he's so he's the stats that he did get his three cone was the best of the wide receivers and his 20 yard shuttle was the best of the wide receivers and and we're talking by a you know decent amount the three cone was 657 and the next one was 685 uh the 20 yard was 393 three, and the next was 412 so you know he he came out and demonstrated that he's he has got uh good athleticism but yeah i i, I like a, a technician a craftsman at this position and I think that's exactly what it is. He makes it look simple. Um and yeah, for me he he's back up there. So he was wide receiver one.
1: Yeah, so I suppose round it out, he was number two for me. I did have Jordan Addison ahead of him, but I agree with what the what the guys have said there. He just is a guy who just seems to do everything right. He's just so savvy. Uh his route running is fantastic, really crafty during his during his routes, you're, you're proper nuance to manipulate defenders. Um, space finder, both both during the route and and after, if that kind of makes sense, he's able to create the the separation. But then once he's once he's got the ball, he does have that, that kind of quickness in his in his footwork to to create that that yard of separation to get going again. Um, I do think he is pretty tricky after the catch as well. For the you know we're saying he's maybe potentially got a lack of athleticism that that he I do think he is tricky enough after the catch. Um, really good stop-start ability. He can change his pace up really nicely. He doesn't have that top gear, but he can go through kind of first, second, third quite quite nicely. Um, my problem is, is I, I do think he um, it, it can be too, a bit too easy to tackle at times, and that maybe comes from a lack of strength profile. Um, uh, he obviously isn't overly explosive and kind of what puts Jordan Addison ahead of him for me is that I think Jordan Addison's is potentially a little bit more sudden on on tape I know that the maybe the testing numbers don't show that but it, it, that's kind of how it appears to me and uh, say lacking that that top end top end speed and yet say I do think he probably is a guy who who will operate almost exclusively over the middle at the next level. I think you can probably do a job at the outside, but I think if you leave him there, then you're probably doing him a bit of disservice and you're not using him to the best of his ability. Although, yes, he can do a job there, but if you're, say, like Stu was saying, if you you can get 1,000-yard seasons, I think that will come from the middle and just getting him the ball because he's just... He, he might be the most intelligent receiver on this list because he's just extremely clever in knowing he almost knows what the defender's going to do before they've even reacted to anything. He can just work the field that well. So yeah, I, I'm I'm personally I, I do think he'll be the first receiver off the board. That, that I would be surprised if he's not because I think of where we where we expect the receivers to go. Um, kind of he's that perfect second or third option on on a receiver. Um, group not obviously at this at the position
0: there we go well we'll uh, we'll do a quick recap and then we'll talk about a few guys who missed it so um mj remind the lovely
3: listeners of your top five receivers okay so at number five i had jalen hyatt from tennessee number four josh downs from north carolina uh number three jordan addison from usc Number two, Quentin Johnston from TCU. And number one, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Oh, I enjoy go.
1: Yeah, so five was Jalen Hyatt. Four was Zay Flowers. Three was Quentin Johnston. Two, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And number one was Jordan Addison. Oh, you're on mute, Stu. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, I never do that It as was going well. so like, well. Yeah, I know. It's usually me to <laughs> mess it up. I almost had to get the expletive onto our podcast. As long long explicit, you're on mute. Uh, mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so five, I had Cedric Tillman. Four was Quentin Johnson. Three, Zay Flowers. Two, Jordan Addison. And number one, JSN, Jackson, Smith & Jigba um, from Ohio State. Fantastic stuff. Well, yeah, that, that's our top five.
0: So you, the listeners, we want to hear what you're saying. So we're going to put a poll out uh, on Twitter. Uh, My Moff says, yeah, there's four different guys who got votes within the top three. Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith and Jigba. We'll put them on there. Vote for your favourite and it'll be good to get your opinion too. So there's our top five guys, but there's plenty of good receivers in this class. Uh, you mentioned guys that were sort of six, seven, eight. Throw a few names out there. Who else are we? Uh, we pretty high on this year?
1: Yeah, so number six for me would have been Josh Downs. He just missed out. Uh, seven would have been Tillman. Um, the next guy for me would would be Marvin Mims, who I think is going a little bit slept on during the process. Again, another smaller guy, but extremely consistent and reliable. I would look for him potentially going on on day two. And then you've kind of just got a cluster of um, fast guys or contested catch guys or smaller guys. It's kind of how you you can pick kind of what type you want, whatever... Kind of, your team is after. If you're after like a crafty slot guy, there's going to be plenty of them. The same as if you just want a contested catch guy, you're going to be able to get one. Uh, you are maybe just holding on a little bit, though.
2: Yeah, just w- one guy I wanted to touch on, and and I think we we spoke about him a lot in the summer. And he's disappeared off as Keishawn right. Booty. Um, he had a very much a down year for for LSU this year. There was a few issues going on there. I'm not really quite sure. Of all the details of that, um, but if he gets it right, it could be a steal for somebody. He, you know, when we saw him at his best, he has that big playability. Um, he can play as a vertical threat. Um, he's got that in his game. It's whether someone wants to take a flyer on him, get him focused, and get him playing right, because in the summertime, he was right up there with Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, Jordan Addison's in the, in this group and he's fallen off the face of the earth a little bit, but could he have a wee bit of a bounce back?
1: How do you rank him? I just, I, I suppose that's, that's a debate for another day, but it's, it's, it's extremely it's almost difficult impossible. to know where, where, where you rank him.
2: Yeah, do you, if you rank him on this year, he's goof off off the board. Yeah. If you rank him on the year before, he's top three. You know, yeah. it's, it's just it's just I, I think interviews and and whatnot is going to have a lot to do with um how teams receive him because he he tested reasonably well you know it was it wasn't amazing but it wasn't wasn't terrible um yeah so he's somebody that I, I think you might want to take a chance on if you've got a lot of picks um in that day two kind of late day two if you've got a schedule of the picks a flyer on Keishon booty is not a bad idea yeah,
1: I can see why could almost like when you're ranking players, that you don't want to put them at the top because you're almost certain to to kind of you know you're setting yourself up for a bust on your on your resume there, aren't you? But then if you rank him right down the bottom, you're potentially going to look silly because of how good he could be. So it's really difficult to. It's a very fine line to know where to where to rank him.
3: Yeah, I was just going to come in and echo what you said about Marvin Mims. Um, I got a few notes on him. He was averaging about 20 yards per reception this year in a 1,000-yard season, and he holds the Texas high school record for yardage both single season and career, so he is definitely an explosive um, playmaker. And then one other name of of a guy I've just tracked for a while now, just interested to see where he goes, because uh, Rashi Rice from SMU. He's got kind of it it's, it sounds it sounds like i'm doing him a disservice to say he's got average a number of average traits but he could be a really reliable contested catch uh receiver he's got good mentality he's got that kind of alpha mentality going up for the ball um good for jump balls downfield good physicality um and i'll be interested to see where he goes because he had some good production in college
0: lovely stuff well there we go that's that's the wide receiver top five's done say top five we We've got about 18 there didn't we so um plus many many well, we more
2: we could have a few more if you want no
0: that's that's not <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, thank you very much guys that's uh that's it that's our first of our top five very exciting we'll be back in a couple of days with our next episode Uh, In the meantime, you know what to do. Get on the website, 99yards.com. Get on our Twitter, at 99yards. Make sure you vote in the poll, of course. And uh, we'll see you next week for more Draft Talk.